0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Season 2, Episode 43 of the Sports Run On Podcast. To start out this edition of the podcast, we'll be first talking about the NHL and the Stanley Cup Finals. Now, it's a very pivotal game in these Stanley Cup Finals, as the Montreal Canadiens will battle back in a series going down 2-0 to the Tampa Bay Lightning. It looks like the chance that they will, in some cases, be able to come back just based off of the fact that they... Are now playing at home. These first two games that they played with the Lightning, and now they are able to come back home to be able to play. So I think I think that would be big for them to be able to come back home. They with with losses of um, with losses of with two different games, I should say, going into the third period are still very good, very decent, like very g- good games, like very close games, very close games between these two teams. I think that it's just all going to come down to closing in the third period because they. they Lost the first game five to one, with with Tampa Bay the Tampa Bay Lightning scoring three in this in the third period, and then they lost three one in the second game with them scoring with one to give them a two goal lead in the third period to kind of pull away as it was two one, it was two one going into the third period after they both after Tampa Bay scored two and they scored one in the second with a scoreless first. I think that they will be able to come back and be able to to make this a two one maybe a two two series. I think that this Montreal Canadiens team is a very, very good team. I think they're very talented, and I think they have they have a lot of great. They have a lot. Of, they have a lot of great. they they're very deep. They're a very deep team. I think. So I think that they're gonna, without a doubt, they're gonna now coming back playing at home after these first couple games, and now coming back really, truly understanding how the Tampa Bay plays, like their play style, and just like how exactly they, like, 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 kind of the subtle nuances of their game. I think that they, it's that they're definitely gonna have a good chance to make this a two-one series coming back home to play at Montreal. I have them winning this game and making this a two-one series because I see. In the Stanley Cup Finals, I see them as just too talented making it with the teams that they've beat to be able to make it to these Stanley Cup Finals to go down 3-0, especially losing this third game at home. We also got big news coming from the MLB MLB in the last couple of days. Trevor Bauer, who was a MVP candidate and Cy Young Award winner with the Cleveland Indians, was, is, has now been put on leave by the MLB following sexual assault allegations against him against a couple of different women that, that have said that that he has abused them whenever he, they went back to his room with him. So now he is, he is left on leave, which is a big ding for the Dodgers with them having one of the top records, but also really needing him as he's one, he is one of their star pitchers in that lineup, which has been, for the most part, one of the reasons that they've been able to have this success so far is because of the pitching lineup that they have. So I think that this is going to be interesting with these allegations, but a lot of these allegations have been made before about different athletes. We just have to see at this point if they're going to come true. I mean, a lot of people would obviously think that why would they come why would these allegations come up if they weren't true? But he has obviously then in the in the court of law denied the allegations that he did anything or put his hands On these women, the way that they say has that that they said to the authorities that he did. He has denied these allegations, which is why he's being put on leave because he they he is now under further investigation by the MLB to see if they see what they want to do and if he is going to be see if, if charges are going to be dropped or how exactly it's going to work going forward after these allegations were filed against him. Up next is the NBA. The Bucks have come up to take a, five. after five games, they've come to take a 3-2 lead with the game, going back to Atlanta, being now one game away from going to the NBA Finals to play the Phoenix Suns, who were able to win their series against the LA Clippers in six. They were able to win this game 123-112 behind a big, a very big performance from Burke Lopez. I could see throughout this game that they played. They played a very solid game throughout. The big question mark, which for a lot of people throughout this game, was who's gonna. This is gonna be kind of the game for ever for the backups to step up, the ones who don't usually have the twenty or thirty point games, especially not in the playoffs, because you would now have Giannis Antetokounmpo out for the with a hyperextended knee with no return in the playoffs, looking and a sprained ankle for. Trey, like a bad. It looks like a, a decently bad sprained ankle for um, Trey Young, so it's looking like they're both going to be out at least for the rest of the series. I mean, some think that Trey Young may be able to come back if it goes to Game Seven, but I'm still skeptical about that. Even if he comes back, he'll he won't be at full strength. So this was for people like Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez on the side of the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneer. T- oh my goodness, the Milwaukee Bucks. Excuse me, the Milwaukee Bucks. Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez on the Milwaukee Bucks, and Bogdan Bogdanovich and um people Kevin Herder and Clint Capella and the people on the Hawks. It was, there was really a lot of emphasis put on them to see which one of these backups they usually is because they're on a team with Giannis and they're on a team with Trey Young who've been playing been playing so well throughout these um these playoffs. To really see who's going to who's going to have that guy, who's going to have that guy that's truly going to step up, and he's going to make the difference for his team going forward, to be able to really be that differenti- differential to, in in the in this series, they were able to win this game one twenty three one twelve. So they they were able, and this was behind a I don't know, if, I think I already said this, but this was behind a thirty three point game by Brook Lopez, which is which is huge for him being the center on the team. He's a three point shooting center, but he is also He's still, he. that's still a lot of points for a center, even if you're a three-point shooting center in today's NBA. Him and Chris Middleton still really led the charge for them in this game, at least, against the Hawks. The Hawks still played very well, I think, throughout. Bogdan, I'm pretty sure, led them with 20 points. He, he had a very good game for them, three-point shooting-wise and just all-around-wise. He was kind of, after, you could really see that after, as Trey Young had gone out, he kind of st- stepped into the light as being that kind of, the next leader for this team after Trey Young had kind of stepped aside. Going on to one of the biggest news stories so far, I think in my opinion, is the Olympics. Actually, sh, I think Shakari Richardson, she is she was in the Olympic qualifiers for the 100-meter dash to go to the Tokyo Olympics, and she would end up winning those 100 meters dash with a time of 10, of 10. 10.46 10 sec, seconds. But after this, she would end up po- testing positive for marijuana and would be disqualified from her ability to go to the Tokyo Olympics, which a lot of people think is very interesting. And she has apologized to it on social media that she takes full responsibility for her taking marijuana and what and what she did. And she takes full responsibility for what she did. But a lot of people think it's interesting with the past run-ins that some of these athletes that I've end up going to the Olympics, have run into. So the big one being Michael Phelps. He had an issue with marijuana, with getting some of his medals revoked from the time that he was in the Olympics. But I think this is very interesting coming with having her be tested positive for marijuana because some people say that it's they, they came down harsher on her than they would have if there was a male athlete, or there are many other speculations that are made because she's female about the... About how much the like the the drug the the drug committee for the Olympics like how hard they came down on her because some people think that they should not have come down that hard on her. I tend to disagree with this just because the fact that I think I I, I think that it, I think they may have come down on her a little bit harder than if they would have. It would have been say a male athlete that this would have happened to, but I still think that this was exactly what she, to this was exactly what she had to. This was exactly what they had to do to enforce this rule going forward with these these athletes, knowing that they can't take these drugs of any kind whenever they're racing to be able to go to the Olympics. Another news story is the fact that Urban Meyer just whenever he has started to get into into. Him, the Washington Football Team, and many other teams have been fined multi-million dollars for the for the culture that has gone over in their facilities over the past couple weeks, having to do with workplace culture, having to do with, L, with with diversity, inclusion, and LGBTQ issues, LGBTQ plus issues in the in, in the investigation. There's now a looming a big looming investigation on the Washington Football Team, with them already being fined ten million dollars for these cultures. And now and now and now we also have other fines coming out with the OTA violations for, as I said before, Jacksonville, Jacksonville Jaguars, San Francisco 49ers and Dallas Cowboys with the Jaguars being fined $200,000 and Urban Meyer himself being fined another hundred grand. 49ers being fined 100 grand with Coach Shanahan being fined 50 grand. Cowboys were 100 grand and then Mike McCarthy, the coach of the Cowboys, was also um, uh, fined 50 grand. So the coaches were fined half of what the overall players. They they and they also ordered to forfeit the Cowboys were ordered to forfeit one OTA practice during the first week of the 2022 off season. And the Jaguars were ordered to forfeit two OTA practices during the first week of the 2022 off season. This had to do with practicing with the CBA rules which uh, it's it's kind of like the off season training rules that these guys have to go by when it comes to the health and safety of the players whenever they're training off season for their sport. So there's a set of rules that's put in place so that these guys are not these guys are are not, they're not, it's worked in a way that it's not too much for the players, but it's also enough to be there where they have to be there to be able to, un- they have to be there enough to be able to understand the offense going into the season, but it's not, they're not there to the point that they're working the players into the ground. So I think this is really interesting. I think that these, it's always been interesting to having t- these different, because I feel like, the, I, I'm saying this because I think that there's really a, um, like a gray, uh, like a gray line, or like the, kind of the rules are drawn in the sand. Some would say because, like, I feel like for some teams, it just depends on the team because I feel like some teams will get these ongoing team the, the, their team activity investigations, their OTAs, optional team activities. So which a lot of people are saying that means they're optional for the players. Yes, they're optional for the players, but they also need to go to these for the reason to be able to understand the offense and understand the game plan going into the season. So I feel like I understand why they're doing this so that in these since I mean, they are technically optional. To the players are not making them go They're They're not like forcing them under contract to go to them because they are optional. But with that said, there are also rules making them that they have to go to some of them just because... Well, most of them, I don't know if there are specific rules, but there are many of them who go to them anyway just to understand like the offense, make sure that they have a game plan, that they're confident being able to run going forward in the upcoming season. I just think that these are very interesting finds because I feel like there's a really there's a really gray area with the NFL and these OTAs because sometimes people go and they don't care. Sometimes people go don't go and they don't care. Sometimes these teams don't go and they do care sometimes they go and they're like you're working them too hard sometimes they go and they're like you need to give these guys a break these are optional team activities which is why I think when the OTA, OTAs are concerned with these teams, I think that it's really kind of a line drawn in the sand depending on what the team is, what time of the year it is. and it just, there's, I feel like there's a lot of other factors that go into it, which is why I think it's interesting that these certain, these certain three teams were picked out kind of as, I think, kind of as a, like making a statement to the rest of the NFL of what will happen if you don't follow these OTA rules. But I just think it's interesting that these three specific teams are picked out when I know that these are not the only three teams that have these, like, not really questionable, but just they, they have these questions surrounding these OTAs and how optional are they and how mandatory are they depending on the, depending on the team and the coaching. It, it just depends on the coach, and there are a lot of different factors that go into this. With that said, this wraps up episode, Season 2, Episode 43 of the Sports Run On Podcast.